iOS helps you control which apps you share your exact location with. There's more to iPhone. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to Wine Times, brought to you in association with the Sunday Times Wine Club. With me, comedian and wine novice, Susie Ruffle. And me, Will Lyons, the Sunday Times wine columnist and vice president of the Sunday Times Wine Club. Throughout this series, we'll be joined by a handful of your favourite celebrities for great wine and great conversation. As always, I'll be sharing my expert wisdom on all things great related, from the history of vineyards across the globe to the science behind your favourite wines. And I'll take on my favourite role as apprentice of wine, the voice of the people, as I inquisitively ask the questions that we're all thinking. Like, how long does a wine last after you've opened it? Well, good question. It can depend on the... Will, save it for the podcast. We're here in Borough High Street's oldest and most marvellous 17th century pub, the George Inn. So here's to good wine and good times. Discussing and decanting with Susie and myself today is one of our favourite morning TV presenters, Lorraine Kelly, and her daughter, journalist and podcaster, Rosie Smith. You will, of course, know Lorraine for hosting various television shows, including Good Morning Britain, GMTV, This Morning, and her very own programme, Lorraine. And as avid podcast listeners, you'll likely already be acquainted with Rosie from her and Lorraine's delightful and thought-provoking podcast, What If? With a journalism degree under her belt, Rosie is most definitely taking after her mum, working hard to produce shows on Times Radio, and collaborating content for Hello! magazine. Not to mention she is a natural in front of the camera too, appearing alongside her mum on one of my favourite TV programmes, Gogglebox. Today, the mother and daughter duo unite again to share their thoughts on what wine tickles their fancy. So let's see if we compare a wine to match their warmth. Hello. Hello. It's Hello. so good to be here. <laughs> Thank you for coming and drinking with us. Anytime. Very excited. Great excuse, isn't it? Yes. Now, we're recording at 12 o'clock. Yes. Sometimes people come in and sort of go, oh, God, this is a bit early mm-hmm. for, for a wine. But you've yeah. probably been up since five. It's like dinner for you. This is fine. <laughs> this is actually usually when I start drinking. Good. To be honest. <laughs> you tried to fit it in so it was just right for Exactly. You. This is perfect. Is wine what you would go to if you were out having a drink? Um, it would now, but mm. when I was growing up, and um, when I first went to pubs, or you know, I may now and again have have had a drink before I was legally allowed to. Sorry about there's that. No uh, there's no judgment. There's no judgment. But when I was when I was little, we didn't have much money. Um, it would have been cider, half a pint yeah. of cider would have been, and sometimes a cocktail of cider and blackcurrant. Oh, was, yes. yes, very sophisticated, very yes, sophisticated. Yes, snake bite. Snake, snake bite. See, I've brought this girl up very well. <laughs> she knows what a snake bite is. Yeah. But wine was never sold in pubs. Right. And like my mum and dad would never have drank wine with a meal. It, mm. it just would never have been a thing. Yeah. So when it first sort of started, it was it was really interesting and, and new. Um, and I just took to it very well. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose the, the, the sort of great democratisation of wine in Britain 
came in in the late 80s or maybe it was yeah it was it was essentially the mid 90s i think wine became much more approachable and cheaper to buy as well Exactly. Yeah. I think for us, it was considered, oh, that's kind of for those and such as those. You know, it just wasn't on offer. No. no, it really wasn't. Rosie, I think you're probably a bit younger than me. But for the people of sort of my generation, it would have been something that when I went away to study as a teenager, it was the people that sort of had a bit of money that yeah, drank yeah. wine. Yeah. People that like had... I didn't drink wine at uni. Yeah, people that... Just them, didn't. That mums and dads were a bit posh. Yeah. Be like, oh, you know about wine. I mean, how <laughs> fancy. Here's me with my vodka Red Bull. It's mm. so strange, isn't it? Because in France, which you could argue is the home of wine, they drink wine a bit like we drink tea. Mm. You know, they just have it with every meal and they didn't think too much <laughs> about it. And they buy it from the local producer. And in Britain, we have this history of appreciation. And it was only the upper classes, really, that mm. drank it in the sort of 17th, 18th, and 19th century. And now it's become, I suppose we... You could argue that we drink it like tea now because we, 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 during COVID. I we mean, do drink yeah. a lot of wine. We, we do. I mean, I, I know that a lot of people did. You know, I mean, yeah. I used to I used to have a little tipple, even though I was working, I worked all through COVID. Mm. But I would have a wee tipple after Boris Johnson's speech yes. and then it was during. See, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> that's a blatant lie. No, but then, <laughs> but then it went on to be before. You would it? have a gin and tonic at five o'clock <gasps> for Boris and then you'd have one after <laughs> Boris. <laughs> so that that's a lie. There was quite, there was quite a lot of, of quite a lot of booze tea. Yeah, quite well, a lot of booze tea. I think we could divide the the pandemic into three lockdowns, wasn't it? Yes. I can't remember which actor said, but lockdown one was almost like a, a you know um, a French holiday, wasn't it? Mm. In that you were at home cooking and mm. pouring wine and. When by lockdown three, you'd lost your mind. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, Probably lost your sense of smell as well. <laughs> yeah. What would be your go-to wine if you were going out? Ooh, probably, it depends, you know, it depends what I'm doing or where I am. Mm. Yeah. Probably red wine. Yeah. I'm not a big white wine person, but recently when I've had white wine, I've gone, oh, you know, I'm not a big white wine person. And I've said that a lot now. <laughs> and maybe I do actually like white wine now. <laughs> I, do. I keep saying it. And I like rosé when it's really, really hot. Yeah. It's, yes. It's it has really, to be really freezing hot. cold, though, doesn't it? Yes. It has to be really, really cold. Yeah. But that's to me, rosy wine. I always think it's a really holiday thing. It's a holiday. Yeah. Just about to say yeah. that. Yeah. It's I don't a think holiday I've had it thing. No, and with, an, with an ice cube, but is that the worst thing in the world? I'm very relaxed. Are you relaxed about ice cubes? Yeah, I'm glad I've to hear been that. nice about people that put ice in their rosé mm. just because my oldest and dearest friend drinks rosé all year round okay. with ice. Okay. Mm. Actually, I've just written a column for the Sunday Times about how you can drink rosé right throughout the winter. Because actually on a cold, freezing day mm. with high skies, it's not cloudy, mm -hmm. you've got the low sun, you go inside, you've got the, you know, the heating on full blast. It's quite warm in the house. Actually, what you want right. is something that cuts through and refreshes you. And actually, rosé is quite nice because you can drink it as an aperitif and then have it with whatever you're eating as well. Oh. But to come to your point, though, I do think as you get older, your palate changes. Mm -hmm. And certainly in my 20s, I drank a lot of wine, which was unusual. And I preferred red wine then. But now I'm in my 40s. I think my metabolism has slowed down. Obviously, I put on a lot more weight. Oh, <laughs> but, you, but it suits you. And I love that brisk acidity that you get yes. with white wine and rosé, that sort of kick. In that sense, I'm a little bit like Liz Truss. <laughs> I mean, how unusual is that? <laughs> you know, the, the British Prime Minister demanding a, a bottle of New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc wherever she went. Is that right? Yeah, that was mm -hmm. a rider. That, that, that was a rider. That was a rider. Yeah. yeah. Was she drinking a bottle of anything? Well, I, I would have thought. Explains a lot. I mean, it? now it's all making sense. <laughs> so, Will, what are we starting with today? Well, I'm spoiling us all because it's near Good. the beginning of the week and we're starting in, where else? Champagne. 
I think champagne's your favorite. Yeah. yeah. See, you 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 will have a glass of champagne, but you never drink it, which is great because then I do. Yeah, I always <laughs> just give it to But you. I think you like the idea of it. I do. Yes. You know, the celebration. The, the... I like a Bellini. You do mm-hmm. like a Bellini. Or like putting a little raspberry in a glass of champagne. Yes. Ooh. It feels exciting, champagne. It feels like something good's just happened. You yeah. can't have it all the time. It has to that's be another, That's another lie. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we've got Rosie here sort of your conscience. Yeah. Uh, fake news. <laughs> no. like, how do you, how does one open the bottle? You know, like, I've, I've, had, I've had no practice. Oh my goodness. For me, this is one of the greatest rosé champagnes oh. in the world from the Sunday Times Wine Club. It's the um, Bidicar Samo. So we're in Champagne, which is, for those of you who, who, who don't know, we're sort of 90 miles northeast of Paris. Mm-hmm. And there are two main sort of areas in Champagne. There's Epinay and Reims. But actually, we're in the Marne Valley. We're in Marie-Chirae. And this is where Billy Carsama, which is still family-owned. Mm-hmm. And it was founded in 1818. But it's, the, it's regarded by connoisseurs and edophiles and sommeliers as one of the most delicate and pure and fresh Rosé champagnes. I always, it always makes me think of Valentine's Day, actually. But Aww. but um, it's just one of those champagnes, which which is almost like a wine, actually, as well. It's very... Well, let, let's have a... Let's drink it. Let's, let's drink it. I mean, oh, what you're saying sounds cheers. great, Well, but all I'm thinking is let's drink it. Lovely hue, isn't it? Sort of pale salmon pink. Now, that Ooh. is a good joke. That <laughs> is proper. Nice. Yeah. That really is lovely, Smooth. actually. Do you mm. like that? I do like that. Yeah. I could drink quite I a lot I don't really like champagne. You don't? That, but, that much. No, but that but one is. Now, again, I'm saying it again every time I drink champagne. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of bubbles. It's delicious, isn't it? That yeah. lovely prickle across the tongue. Oh, I like that. And then it's it's intense. It has really good intensity, like great food. Mm. And you can and it leaves your mouth refreshed, doesn't yeah. it? After yeah. you've taken a sip. You can just imagine, you know, guests coming around on Saturday night, but you have a cheeky glass before they arrive mm. and you're just oh, finishing off. Yeah. This is lovely. That's it? really no, see, that is because I sometimes think that champagne smells a wee bit like cat's pee. Yeah. I'm sorry, yes. it might just be me or a kind of baby's nappy. Yeah, baby's, oh, baby's nappy. Yes. Okay. <laughs> not a, no, not in a good way. And I feel but... like you'd be the kind of person that could get quite good champagne. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> what the bad stuff's like. But I honestly think the dearer the champagne, the weirder it tastes yes. sometimes. It's just, I don't know, because I quite like like just a, a Prosecco or actually mm. a Cava more, if it's mm. freezing, freezing, freezing but, but cold. That, that is actually a tasting note for Loire Sauvignon Blanc. I think it was cats. Oh, yeah. sure. <laughs> um, but with champagne, you have a secondary fermentation in the, bu- in, in the bottle, which creates the bubbles. But also that creates dead yeast cells, which sometimes mm. give it that rich, biscuity, <laughs> brioche character. Right. Which I suppose you could have said, because then you're in a this sort of association. So it can smell a bit, I would call funky or feral. Yeah, I don't like... Cat's pee, yeah. Yeah, cat's pee. It's a bit like... But this doesn't. Like, but it's a bit like stinky okay. cheese or truffles or, you know, all these sort of strong, gamey food. Quite yeah. earthy, yeah. But, no, but this, this is lovely. This is, all pure. this is light and beautiful and gorgeous and fantastic. Yeah, it's, like, and... it's like silk, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I really yeah. like this. Thank you for putting yeah, me on pleasure. to this. Now, yeah. Rosie was just talking about how she feels about white wine. Have we got a white wine next? We have. Can oh. we can we try and tempt Rosie and say that she's a white wine drinker for now? Yeah, well, here we are. It's a screw top. How do you feel about a screw top, Lorraine? I'm very happy with a screw top. It's easier, <laughs> quicker, no faffing. Get the straw straight happy in. Days. Although we've got one of those things at home that's like a very cool mounted on the wall Yeah, wine we've opener. got a proper wine opener. It's, it's lovely. It's a smasher. That is good. It can do anything. It can open anything. Mm. It's wonderful. But I do like, are you are you happy with screw tops? Are we, are we all happy oh, yeah. with screw tops? Oh, yeah. Is that okay? Yeah, fine with it. Right? Do Does we... it change how it tastes? It's not just a screw cap bottle, as you can see. Yes. 
it's, beautiful. It's made of paper. Oh, and plastic. It's it's um. Oh, that's really It's oh. a sustainable so it paper it's bottle. It's squishy. What? Yep. I love that feeling. It. It's squishy, squish. It's made oh. from eighty-six percent recycled so paper. Wow. For the Sunday Times Wine Club that take these things particularly seriously. I love that. And for the listeners out there, it's this wonderful sort of floral, flowery bottle. Is that is it? Yeah, it's got birds. It's and um, no, I'm all for without boring on too much about the difference between screw caps and corks. Corks let in a tiny bit of air. Right. Screw caps, it's completely sealed. Now the cork can get infected by something called TCA. Which then infects the wine. Oh, I've had one of them. And that's why you get corked wine. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was, oh, was it was absolutely oh. minging. Do you remember? Was that, that in Spain when we that were That was together? in Spain. Uh-huh. And the waiter was like, "No, it's not corked." He said we it was like, fine. No, it, it was minging. And it it tasted like something that had been in the drain. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's exactly. It it. And it gets awful. worse and worse and worse. I mean, we couldn't yeah. even drink it. <laughs> We couldn't even drink. But that is bad that the waiter didn't. No, he's not completely in denial. He was totally in denial. Yeah. But it was the cork was all weird and funny. So and there's bits yeah. of it in the wine. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It's horrible. I remember that. So screw caps are great because mm. they didn't. Know so so that you get a very pure taste. Mm. So even if you're aging wine for 10, 20 years with a screw cap, it will have a purer taste than if you're mm. aging under cork. They're fantastic for convenience, though, aren't they? For mm. picnics, for you know, if you don't have a corkscrew and it's amazing even in our eye the amount of times i can't find a corkscrew yeah um so yeah i'm i'm pretty pro screw caps actually but i also like the romantic aspect of pulling a cork yeah it does sound it's it's a lovely noise isn't it and opening a bottle of champagne (laughs) oh it's a beautiful noise so where is this one from well this is a bacchus from england so we're in east angular um i kind of always say we're in the second generation or maybe the third phase of english wine in that the first phase was people like Sir Guy Salisbury Jones, who did it as a hobby, mm-hmm. or Bernard Theobald. Then in the late 90s, early noughties, especially now, we've established ourselves as world-class sparkling wine producers. You know, that we have a handful of states that are as good as champagne. But now we're starting to produce still wine. And this is almost like the, the English version of Sauvignon Blanc. Yep. Yeah, yeah that's what so it's I like. think it's been yep. you know, a quirky alternative to or, or I think I wrote it was Sauvignon Blanc on steroids. <laughs> and it can have that sort of, I mean, it's, it's light, it's high acidity, it's spritzy. Um, there's notes of, you know, everything from gooseberry, that's elderflower. What, yeah. Oh, yes. Really so, sometimes fruity. you get cucumber. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, um, I can taste that. Yeah. Where this yeah. is great, I think, is just with very simple starters like um, fried garlic prawns mm. oh, with yeah, oil nice. as opposed to butter. This is a great, you know, for early spring. Major. I like this. this. Is, yeah. It's very nice. What do you think? Zest. I can smell peach. Peach. Yes, peach. Yeah. Peach mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's very smooth. I don't see. I don't like it when you have white wine. It makes you go. Ho, ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> do yeah. that again. Just so we've got it. <laughs> ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it now. I understand what you mean now. <laughs> but certainly, if I was going to a pub, this is what I'd love to drink by the glass after work. Yeah. Because it picks you up. Yes. Um, yeah, because you yeah. want that with a white wine, don't you? Like yeah. red wine always feels like it's like oh, yeah. it's we're done. We're it's the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Whereas sometimes with a white, you want to feel like it gives you a bit of a lift before yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. And I think it only, it only came to England the the um, the grape variety, which is called Bacchus, in 1973. So it's still quite young. So what? Um, whoa, whoa, let's rewind that bit yeah. for a second. So what does that mean that they literally brought? The seeds of those of Bacchus. Yes, or that, or or that, or that they, they brought, brought some vines. Yeah, they brought some vines and oh. planted it here, because it's early ripening. It suits our cooler climate. Ah, oh, I yeah. see. 
I just love the idea of a, a squishy box. Yeah. They know. <laughs> the only other squishy box I had, I remember when I was a kid and we went to Paris and we bought wine in a, like, you buy milk in a carton. When you say kid, how old? Just to... About 19, okay. maybe 18, 19. Yeah. 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 double check. <laughs> <laughs> Your conscience is back. We <laughs> <laughs> got red wine in a carton and it made my teeth go kind of... Um, Kind of the colour of your lovely yeah, jacket. Stained, it stained your teeth. Yes. Yeah. It's because it'd be young and quite raw. It was raw. And then it would have to... <laughs> it was raw. I think it was I think it was literally twenty pence. Yeah. And we were so excited. They were like, oh, if you that. can get booze for twenty pence, yeah. you get what you pay for. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You're not pretentious when it comes to wine. No. It's... See, that's great though, because yeah. I think that puts off a lot of people. Of that it does. certainly yeah. would put my mum and dad off. Yeah. I mean, my dad loves his wine. But when he was young, it was kind of like he would get put off by people going, oh, I can smell this, you know, the shoe leather mm. and whatever it was. And, and all this kind of uh, the language, it was a bit intimidating. Yeah, of course I think it, a lot yeah. of people still feel like that maybe yeah. a little bit. They shouldn't. And it doesn't matter if you if you like wine that's cheaper, so what? You, but you it's, know, all, you know, it's, it's like, like food as well. You, like? Every, you know, I mean, it's okay to go to Regano's oh, one night and then be, have baked beans on toast the night after. And, 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 and they are both. Oh, pleasurable in their own way aren't what they? wine goes with beans on toast just it's asking. the hardest match it is the <laughs> hardest hardest match I think if you put cheese and Worcester sauce that helps a little but <laughs> like a, a dry sherry maybe even this actually this would go with it it wouldn't really? clash too much with the tomatoes mm. but it, it, it is one of the hardest things to match Baked is beans, it really Fish and chips, this would be lovely with fish yeah. and chips. Yes, because it cuts it through. Cut through all the fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that crispy batter. Oof. Do you think these squishy bottles are the way ahead? I do, actually. Do you? So, so we're not, not any more glass will actually. So do you well, know, I mean, I think that's brilliant, don't, mm. don't you? It's a really good idea. I think there's a place for glass. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's all, all that recycling, all those heavy bottles have to be shipped around the world. It's, you know, it's, it's good it's, for them. It's a lot for of waste. And, and, Is this quite pioneering? Yeah. But there's some really interesting good. sort of inventions going on, you know, sort of. Mm-hmm. Bagging boxes coming back. You know, Is we all it? had oh. it. Do, oh, do you remember, remember in the eighties? It was no. it was a big thing. Do you know what thing, I mean? But we it? did. We had boxed wine. Yeah, styles mm. of Chelsea, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my goodness, that was that. No party was complete without. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very sort of Howard's Way period. But actually, now it's coming back, and um, now I'm all I'm all for it. I think it's anything to it doesn't reduce affect the, the taste. It doesn't affect. No, no it's lovely. not on those wines that no. you're Are you getting converted like anyway. to white wine. Yes, I like that a lot. It's lovely, isn't it? Mm. It's really, really, nice. really lovely. You're listening to Wine Times, brought to you with the help of our friends at the Sunday Times Wine Club, your go-to experts for fantastic wine. And don't forget. If you like the sound of any of the wines we've been tasting in this episode, there'll be a link to them in the podcast description. VoiceOver describes what's happening on your iPhone screen. VoiceOver on settings. So you can navigate it just by listening. Books, contacts, calendar, double tap to open. Breakfast with Anna from 10 to 11. And get on with your day. Accessibility. There's more to iPhone. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you remember the first time you sat down sort of, because there's a moment, isn't there, with, with your mum, the relationship shifts and you go, oh, we're friends as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and you go, oh, like, you know, because there's always the parental thing with, with me and my mum, but there was certainly a point where it went, oh, we can have a bit of a laugh together and we can have a bit of a drink together. And yeah. We can actually get quite tipsy together. <laughs> Is that something that you guys now do? Um, now we do. Yeah, you, but think... you're really good because you don't get tipsy. I get tipsy after <laughs> two glasses. I'm... That's university for you. Love yeah. blah, 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 like this. But, but you don't, well, you don't drink all that much with me, but I'm sure you do with your pals. Yeah, I'm not much. I'm more of a social drinker, yeah. which is why I think when it was the pandemic, I didn't drink that much. No, right. you didn't. You were doing all the cooking yeah. and pouring me and your dad vast Gallons. quantities of food. Gallons! <laughs> <laughs> but you were really good because you were doing all the cooking and, and keeping us um yes yeah keeping us i can't up. really drink at home and i don't i don't drink at home either no when I'm, I'm on my own yeah mm. i think that's a wee bit sad drinking in your own if we go out for lunch or something we'd always have a, a wee cheeky something yeah i normally have cocktails and you just have champagne yeah that's normally and then i go to wine that works. you just stay with champagne yeah. and would you go to a red yes mm. yeah. will yeah is this a good time to bring in the red? Could be. Da, 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 da. Could be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can see by your wee face that you love this. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Will really lights up. <laughs> it's good though to get a chance to, because normally I would probably drink Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, or yeah, you like Spanish. I like Spanish, Spanish wine, wine, but I, I don't drink much French wine, so this is good. It's a beautiful colour, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's very rich. Very rich. It's beautiful. Good bubbles. It's called Le de Margot. So if you think of Bordeaux, just imagine where we are. So we're southwest France. We go down the Bay of Biscay. So you've got Paris there, Bordeaux's here, big city. But it's a region defined by water. So the Gironde estuary comes in, a bit like the Firth the Fourth. And on the south side, or the, or, or, or the left bank, you have all the famous names of wine, like Chateau Le Tour, Chateau Margaux, Chateau um, Mouton Rothschild, and Lafitte mm-hmm. Rothschild. On the right bank, you have more clay soils. That's the north bank. And there you have sort of Merlot blends. Now, what this is, is nobody knows where this is from. The buyer has done a secret deal with a very famous chateau in the commune of Margot. 
What I would say is, if you think of Margot, you tend to think of a large neoclassical chateau that looks a bit like the White House. This may or may not come from there. I cannot confirm. So it's a total well, secret. It's a total secret. So that's why it's called, so, L'Epiphany. L'Epiphany de Margot. Wow. That is nice. Oh, that's really rich, good. It's opaque in colour. That sort of dark violet hue. Intense. Ooh. Silky. <laughs> Very silky. Yeah. I that's, like that word. That's I'm going to use that. I would like that at Christmas. Yeah. yeah. I'd like that a nice like a fire. Mm. And a blanket. And yes. A blanket. Oh. And the dogs at your feet. Yeah. Maybe a record on? Yes. Ooh. I've just bought a record player. Ooh. So now I'm very leaning into my records. I am loving that. I've got that and I've, and I've got all my old records and I'm playing them all. It's brilliant. Very oh. good. It's just good Isn't old vinyl. Lovely. I like that. Yeah. That's Perfectly really paired with vinyl. <laughs> if we went back to 19th century Edinburgh, and Ooh. we know this because we have the diaries of Lord Coburn, Bordeaux used to export most of its crop to the British Isles. And of course, they would sail up the Bay of Biscay, past the Isle of Wight, and the three ports they would go to would be here in London, mm-hmm. Bristol, Dublin in Ireland, and Leith in, Leith. in Edinburgh. Oh. And Lord Coburn writes about how a hogshead of claret, which was the red wine from Bordeaux at that time, would be transported by horse and cart up to the Royal Mile, where all the, all the sort of um, people that lived there and the taverns would stock them. So, so if we went into a tavern, um, we went back in time, and we asked, well, we, we, we wouldn't have been served water because water was unsafe. Mm-hmm. Beer was very much an English invention. Scotch whiskey is, is a 19th century Highland thing, actually. Mm-hmm. I think Burns actually drank a lot, of, uh, um, um, a lot of red wine. We would have been served a jug of claret, which was not like this. It was almost like a, a sort of rosé wine um, made from the claret grape, which we then shortened, the Brits to claret and that's why we call the wines of red bordeaux claret right i did so it has a great scottish lineage that's (laughs) so we have been wine drinkers for many years many years (laughs) well actually when you're having a drink you're just sort of looking into your ancestry rather than history yeah there it is heritage (laughs) (laughs) but this is beautiful Mm. i'm looking at the glasses and they're different shapes does it does it matter what shape the guy does that add or take away from the wine yes that one's like a tulip isn't it what you do need exactly what you said a large sort of tulip shape to give Mm. it as much air as possible the worst wine glasses are when they're really thick cut glass which looks attractive on the table oh so that's what i've got yeah you, 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 you want really fine cut glass and give it a swirl because you know a 70% 70% of wine is all about the smell and the mm. aroma, and you want that to come through. Another really bad wine glass is a flute, a champagne mm. flute. I mean, they look attractive because you can see all the little bubbles going mm. up, but actually all you do is you see this sort of jet stream of carbon dioxide as you, put your, as you sort of lower your nose into it. And you also get more champagne yeah. if you don't use a flute. Yeah. That's very oh. true. That, that, that's exactly. Just <laughs> exactly. That's just so you've you've come onto our podcast today. You two obviously have a podcast together, What If? What inspired that? It's just that we do like chatting to each yeah. other and we do like talking to people. And we just thought, let's do a podcast where we just talk to people that we really like. 
and just, yeah. have a, just have a chat, you know. And, and then the what if aspect is it's like, you know how we've all got those moments where if you'd done that, things might have turned out a wee bit differently. Totally, or, yeah. I think everybody's got yeah, that. You know, yeah. it's like a sort of sliding doors type sliding thing. Yeah, doors. it's like that. Yeah. And I think we've all got, everybody's got that in their, in their life. So, so that's used as a sort of springboard, basically just to have a blather, isn't yeah. it? I was just thinking last night, you know, all the what ifs in my life. Yeah. It's amazing where your life could have gone. Mm. Mm. And it's quite fascinating to find out from the guests. Because yeah. yeah. it's not just things that have happened like people's decisions about going to uni or whatever but it is people that people have met like even their husband yeah like if you hadn't have met dad mm-hmm. well I wouldn't obviously be here but <laughs> yeah. other things it's like it's just yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's not so and much. it's just a different way of talking to people and yeah. getting stories that you might not have shared get yeah in another way do you believe in in fate mm. <sighs> if it works out well <laughs> If something goes really well, so, oh, that was that was planned. that was meant to be. <laughs> yeah. It was always meant. I think there is a certain degree of that was meant to be. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, when you're in the middle of something horrible, what's the Scottish that if it's for you, it won't go by? Yeah, if it's for you, it won't go by. Yeah, so good. Which is true yeah. in many yeah. ways. Yeah. It's is, it is true, but it's an interesting thing about thinking about your what ifs, and it's kind of like if you hadn't met somebody at a certain stage totally. in your career, yeah. you just don't know where. Oh, I had a friend that suggested I did stand-up and I don't think I ever would have really... I always was the person trying to make people laugh. Sure. And retrospectively, once I was doing comedy for a few years, I sort of thought, oh, yeah, I used to love French and Saunders. And I used to just watch that Victoria Woods cassette oh. over and over and over again. But it was only once I was doing it that I realised how much that had informed my life. And maybe if someone had said, oh, God, don't try stand-up, it's really hard, mm-hmm. I would have gone, oh, no, maybe I won't. Yeah. Because I had someone that... So sort of said, oh, oh, well, I met, a, I was working in a pub and they had a comedy night on every Thursday. And there was a comic, a friend of mine, Rich Wilson, who's uh, a comic that's still going now. And he said to me, oh, what you do is in the back of a Time Out magazine, there's all the open mic nights. And so he circled all of them for me and went, oh, ring all of those. And th- they'll give you a five minute spot. Oh. And so I just thought. Why not? Oh, right. yeah. A comedian said that I'm sort of funny and that's his job. <laughs> I've made him laugh while he's at work and I'm just pulling the pints. And had that not have happened, I don't know. You don't know. You yeah. know, you yeah. just need just someone there in your corner going, well, give it a go. Mm. Have, a, have a try. Yeah, and that's been... sort of, yeah, it's what you want to do as a, as a mum, isn't it? It's something yes. that, you yes. know, I'm sort of new at being a mum a couple of years in. And it's just that thing that you sort of go, you just constantly want to go, well, have a go, give it a try. See, I think that's yeah. the best thing you can do yeah. for your kids is just say, what's the worst that can happen? Totally. You exactly. know, really, okay, you might make a bit of a diddy of yourself. Yeah. So what? But that's also good for the personality, isn't yeah. it? You meet people that have never made a... Diddy of yeah. yourself. <laughs> you, you know, if you've made a diddy of yourself, you'd probably be more fun to hang out with. Exactly. <laughs> I always think if you knock on doors, it's amazing how many open. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Lorraine, what's your favourite of today? Oh, that's like asking what is your favourite child. But you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's just, I know Rosie has a favourite child. Um, you got the dogs. I do. That's true. I'm going to go for the bubbly. Mm. I'm going to go for the bubbly because it is absolutely gorgeous. It's still look, it's still full of bubbles. Yeah, yeah. still full of bubbles. And I and I'm actually going to stop putting it into flutes. I'll put it into just a yes. normal glass. Is fine. Yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. It's okay yeah. to put it in that. Because you're right, it's a bit annoying when you're trying to drink out of a flute and your nose gets in the way. It yes. does. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't. You can't. You can't do all, it. all you're tasting is air, really. Yeah. Is mm. that sort of? It's like when you open a can of. Of coke or something, and all you get is that whoosh. Whoosh, I know. Yeah. Mm. And then you can't get the last wee bit out <laughs> yeah. without, without really tipping your head <laughs> exactly. back, and then and then it goes all over you. This is not good. Rosie, what's your favourite? I like all of them. Uh, I think the red. The red's getting better. In order, red, white, bubble. Yeah, mm. it's my favourite. I, I think it, I think they're great. All of them. Yeah. I love 
the Billy Carr salmon champagne as well. I think that's mm. a great. I like the bag. They all have their appropriate moments, mm. but I really think that Margot is something quite mm. special. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And it's just an amazing wine. Well, thanks for coming and drinking with us. <laughs> oh, it's for oh. any time. Yeah. What a great time. It's fantastic. And I really, yeah. honestly, genuinely have learned so much. Yeah, all things that I thought sure. are completely nonsense and you've set me right mm. yeah no, thank really you. good yeah, it's been fantastic yeah. cheers cheers, oh, cheers. <laughs> yes which one all of them all of them, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> mm. that's it from us thank you very much for listening to this episode of wine times in association with the sunday times wine club produced by anya pierce and the series producer is ben mitchell you can follow the podcast so you never miss an episode just do this via your favorite podcast app We'll be back next week with more delicious wine and another great guest. Remember that all of the wines we tasted today are noted in the episode description and you can get your hands on all of them from the Sunday Times Wine Club website. From all of us here at the Georgian, thank you very much for listening and we hope to see you next week for more Wine Times. VoiceOver describes what's happening on your iPhone screen. VoiceOver on settings. So you can navigate it just by listening. Books, contacts, calendar, double tap to open. Breakfast with Anna from 10 to 11. And get on with your day. Accessibility. There's more to iPhone. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.